Just move your laptop a little bit, but we can only see your top half, your nose and above. Unless you're eating and you don't want me to see you eating. That's better. <laughs> That's better. Maybe I can see you now. Everyone can hear us okay, yeah? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, did you? Yeah. Did you have a question? Anyone have a question? Okay. So we'll just cover what we did last week because um, we're in the middle of a topic. So therefore it's better that you have this background from last week. Um, how to gain wisdom. So we're studying how to turn knowledge into wisdom, which is very important in order to be able to live by this knowledge. So last week we covered the Gita says, you must raise yourself by yourself. Spiritual practice is an awareness of the self throughout our day, our life, and not a part-time practice. You and only you can put in the effort to raise yourself. No one can do it for you. Your parents have raised you. With their help, you're an adult. But spiritual development, only you can do it by putting in your own effort. We also covered the fact that today people are forced to believe in rules and regulations, certain concepts, religious do's and don'ts. But by doing this, it won't change you from inside. Your inner nature will only make you become, it will not make you become more spiritual. Only ways to educate yourself on the knowledge of the self. This will give you the peace and happiness you're looking for. But the problem is, learning this knowledge takes effort. Spiritual development takes more time and effort because you're dealing with something more subtle. More subtle than your body, mind and intellect. Those are easy to develop compared to spiritual development. And because of that, people don't want to put in the effort. And we want instant results these days. If you say you can be spiritually developed in 20 years, you think 20 years, I ain't got time for that. How do I know it's going to bring me happiness without putting the effort? So you don't want, so people don't want to put in that uh, effort. So what do we do? We follow the herd blindly. Rather than putting your own effort, it's easier to belong to a particular group. I'm a Christian, I'm a Muslim, I'm a Hindu. Whatever you, the leader of that group says you do and you believe, you are spiritual.
This gives temporary satisfaction, makes you think you're a good person, but this does not make you spiritual. You're not developing spiritually. How do you know if you're developing spiritually? Bella, how do you know? Your mic's off, by the way, Rajin Bella. How do you know you're developing spiritually? I only asked you because you said you said the answer last week. Less affected. You can't forget in one week. No, no. That's why I was thinking as well. Okay, so you know you're developing spiritually because you're less affected by what happens to you in the world. Right now, all of us are affected. We're all staying with our partners. Everyone's on top of each other. We're more affected. So this is a good, good time to practice this knowledge and see how much you're affected. The less you're affected, the more spiritually developed you are. Good time to check, test it. So this knowledge teaches us the laws of life and how to live by them. So in order to develop and learn this knowledge, the first thing a person needs to acknowledge is what? What's the first thing you need to acknowledge? Anyone? Your mics are off, so I can't, even if someone says anything. Or heard, like, you know. Huh? Like, um, overheard. Overheard? People saying. Yeah. So, so what we're saying, the first thing you must acknowledge personally is what? Don't know anything. I don't know anything. Nicholas. Hmm? I don't know anything. Ignorance. Not only this subject, any subject. No preconceived ideas. Then you take in the knowledge. You absorb the knowledge. You approach it from in a fresh, fresh way. We understand your ignorance. In other words, you, you must show humility. Only then you will learn any subject. We said true education has to come from within. Educate means to draw out, not cram in. It is what we do these days. We give an example. Shakespeare never got a degree, but you need to study his work to get a degree. So he drew the knowledge out of himself. So you need to take in the knowledge, think about it, contemplate, reflect on it, preferably in the early hours of the morning. Convert it to wisdom, make it yours. Then you will live by it. This is the process. So we're going to deal, we're going to discuss more about the process in today's class of converting that knowledge into wisdom. How do we actually do that? We're going to be talking about that today. Today we follow religions blindly without thinking. This has destroyed spirituality in the world. It's saying the world is in total standstill spiritually. This knowledge is experience of many self-realized sages. 
not just one, and it is the ultimate philosophy. Later on, spiritual masters took part of the knowledge, presented it to the world as a religion. Like Muhammad, Christ, Krishna, they gave it to a particular group of people at a particular time in history. They may have given it in a way where the people at that time, thousand years ago, would understand. Many people may have been illiterate, not be able to read, write. But they have to be taught in a way which they would understand thousand years ago. They couldn't give it all because they weren't able to receive all of it. They weren't developed enough to really receive all of it. So they'd only give part, don't do this, do that. You know, they wouldn't be able to understand all of it. So it was, it was converted more into religion, do's and don'ts, just to try and keep the knowledge in existence. So what's happened in time is people have accepted the religion but discarded the knowledge. Do this and that. Why? Don't ask why, just do it. Because they forgot the reason why we're doing the rituals now. Why we have to do this. They don't know themselves. It's been written, so just do it. But these things were done to preserve the knowledge, the pure philosophy. But they've forgotten that now. It's a rare to find a person who thinks logically these days. Just follow the herd. Any questions? So we'll start off with a question. <laughs> So you said we know that we're developing more spiritually if we're less affected by the world. Yeah. But there must be other markers that enable us to recognize that we're, there must, there surely must be other markers because we're all made up of different, like, for example, I'm more emotional than you are. Mm -hmm. So therefore, relatively, I'm supposedly more affected than you are as a mm -hmm. makeup mm -hmm. of an individual. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean I'm not developing spiritually. I'm just a, an emotional person. So therefore, I would get affected. Mm -hmm. okay. So there must be other markers that are I can gauge by to see if I'm developing spiritually or not. Okay. I don't know what the other side. Can would someone like to did everyone hear the question? Yep. Did everyone hear the question? Sorry, put your hands up because I can't tell if anybody's okay. Everyone heard the question. So anybody has a reply to Sittle's question? She's saying that she's more emotional than other people, therefore she gets affected easier, but there must be other signs of spiritual development. I thought the idea is that you don't get um, affected as much and therefore you're aiming more towards spirituality because this is supposed to be an illusion. So the less mm -hmm. affected you are, 
more inclined you are to be spiritual because then you're thinking of a higher thing. So if you are emotional in the first place, it means you need to work harder to get rid of that emotional imbalance, as it were. Okay, very good. Well, that's how I understand it. Yeah, you finished? Just a Yes, yes, sorry. Okay, Bella? Yeah, sometimes I think it's the more emotional people, um, they try to help more as well. More emotional people have to what? Yeah, more emotional people, like, you know, you, you say you're emotional, so you try to help it more, like, <laughs> you try to take out the pain or whatever. You try your best to best level help them. So okay. Different. Anybody else? Are there any other markers for spiritual development? She's saying she's more emotional, she's affected more. <laughs> because of that. Meghna. Um, I think it's what Jashanti said as well, that you, you tend to almost have a bit longer to go than in terms of your path because you're affected more. So you so you're frozen. <laughs> Sorry. That might sort of set you. You were frozen. You're, still, you're actually frozen. Oh dear. Is it the internet connection? More, but you're all. You have to work a little bit harder. Work a little harder. Yeah. So. Um, go ahead. Um, but also. Oh, I forgot what I was going to say now. Um, no, it's gone. You've, you've lost your thought. That doesn't matter. That's it. Um, so, my understanding was, was that if I am more aware, not just that, not just that everything is an illusion, but if I am more aware of, I don't know, um, being in gratitude of everything that I have or being aware how amazing nature is at springtime where everything comes to life that those losing in a I suppose being able to go within if I hear a piece of music that is to me, so pure. All of, all of those, surely, they, they are markers to think that I'm able to not just switch, but awareness. Okay. Surely that is, no? Well, let's do today's class. <laughs> and I think you may get your answer by the end of the class. Right. Yeah, but very good question. Um, but you have to take this as a, the ultimate state where you're not affected by the world as you develop spiritually, because you're more aware of, as Joshnaven said, that this world is not real. Yeah, but to, to have that awareness all the time is very difficult. And this is 
what spiritual development's all about. You try and get to that stage where you're more aware, so you're less affected. Yeah. So this is the state we're trying to get to. So let's do today's class and then uh, we can still see if that answer is, question isn't answered. Any other questions? Okay. Um, KP iPad, Lipa, uh, Dashna, can you guys hear us? Because uh, we can't see you before I begin. You seem to have disappeared. Can you hear, can you hear us? Your mic's. Sorry, just trying to. Yeah, you keep getting cut. It's just playing up. Your dad's using too much yeah. of the bandwidth. Yeah, it must be. <laughs> we'll do what we'll do. We'll just join. So you carry on, but we'll do what you're back on. Yeah, maybe you can put the, you can turn the picture off. It may be easier. I don't know. Maybe less. Yeah. Yeah. That's fine, no, we'll, we'll, you carry okay. on, we'll join back on. Go on. Lord Buddha has cautioned humanity. Hang on. people need to go. Oh. People need to go beyond the husk and get to the grain, approach the truths of life and reason with judgment. The sages gained the knowledge through their own effort, through reflection, contemplation and meditation. They do not claim any supernatural power descending upon them. They made it clear that it is the prerogative of every human being to discover his supreme self. The power that they possess resides in you as well. If they had derived spiritual energy from the original source within themselves, so can you. It is the birthright of a human. You must educate yourself with the original truths of life. Study them carefully. Analyze them logically. Experiment with them in your life. Accept those that prove themselves. Then knowledge sinks into you. Becomes your own. Makes you spiritually wise. Thereafter, those truths manifest in your thought work and need. You need a spiritual life. So what he's saying is that right now with religion is the husk. We need to get into the grain, which is the philosophy. Yeah. So this is so they're saying that the sages they got the knowledge from their own efforts. What is the difference between you and the great sage? Anyone? What is between you and, the, and, a, and a sage. The sages who derive this knowledge, what is the difference? Sages more aware, awakened state. More aware, more awakened, yeah. What else? Mm, knowledge. More aware and awakened. Self-realized. Sorry? They're self-realized, then like us. Yeah. How did they become that? Spending more time analyzing themselves. More time. So they've, they've spent more time gaining the knowledge, reflecting and contemplating and developing themselves. So is there any difference between yourself and them? 
The only difference is they've put in the effort. We haven't yet. So they're saying that as a human being, anyone can get to that state. We just have to put in the effort. There's no difference between us and them. They have a body, mind, intellect, and, they're, they're, and the Atman. What's the difference between them and us? Nothing. He, she managed to get knowledge from within by reflecting, thinking. Why can't we? We are no different. We have the same capacity. We just have to put in the same effort as them. This is what it's saying. We must reflect and apply this knowledge to our daily life. It then becomes wisdom and we then develop spiritually. We must continue to pursue this knowledge until we discover the self, our true nature. Only a human can do this. It's his birthright. There are no excuses. You can't say I'm more emotional or I'm more this. <laughs> yeah, no excuses. That's what they're saying. So that should give everyone encouragement that all of us, everyone's in the same boat. And then, so that's why it's down to you. You can't make any excuses. Rajesh? No excuses. No difference between you and a great sage. So, Lord Buddha cautioned humanity over 2,500 years ago on the important role of reason in human life. We're going to discuss this together. And he said, do not believe what you have heard. Do not believe what you have heard. Do not believe in tradition because it, because it has handed down many generations. Do not believe in anything that has been spoken of many times. Do not believe because the written statements come from some old sage. Do not believe in conjecture, which means speculation or assumption. Hearsay. Do not believe in authority or teachers or elders. Can you believe Buddha said, don't do that. But after careful observation and analysis, when it agrees with your own reason, and it will benefit one and all, then accept it and live by it. That's the Lord Buddha giving advice. What do we understand from that? Basically challenge everything and everyone, regardless of what age they are. Yeah, and where it comes from. Not in a way, not in a way that you disagree with them. The same accept anything just because it comes from there. <laughs> well, I've got your back, don't worry, yeah? make <laughs> <laughs> so, <clears throat> your own decisions and therefore you have to take in the knowledge, think about it if it makes sense to you you think you can help you, that's it don't accept it blindly this is what it means 
just because someone elder said it or some old sage said it or any questions on what lord buddha said i mean i have to read it a couple of times before and obviously get to the bottom part and then it it does i mean he says obviously do not believe in authority teachers or elders but he's saying obviously once you've come to terms basic question you know question mm. uh, make sure you've got the right facts um yeah. analyze and then so it's not saying be disrespectful it's just saying no, not at all. yeah it's just, just saying make sure you question and make sure that the information that you're getting has substance to it really. yeah because you don't know the person saying it if he understands it just because he's an elder doesn't mean he has the right understanding he may have an understanding but he may not have the right understanding. Only you can make that decision. It has to make sense to you to be able to follow it. Doesn't matter who it is. Otherwise it's meaningless. What it means is that it won't change you as a human being if you accept it blindly. Unless you understand it and then you follow it because it makes sense to you, and you can see the benefits of it, then it will change you, you're living by it then. Because so-and-so said it must be right, let me follow it. It doesn't help you. You see the subtle difference? It's quite important that. We're not saying be disrespectful or you know, challenge them or whatever. You can question, but you'll know if they know, the, if they, they, they understand themselves. They may be blindly following it. You don't know that. His advice might be good, but it's meaningless unless you understand it to its depth and the benefit of it. Is that clear? But we've grown up, sorry, but we've grown yeah. up with um, being told, no, this is it. So from a being told what, sorry? That, you know, need to do this, you need to do this. So from that time onwards, we haven't questioned it, or when we have, it's like, no, you need to do it this way. Yeah. They aren't, weren't able to explain it. So you stop believing in it for a while until you find exactly. it. But it's taken us this, well, it's taken me quite some time then to find the correct answer that suits me. Hmm. This is it. You see, you've been following something blindly without understanding why you're following it. It's no one's fault. This is what, this is, you know, initially we said this knowledge was given out to a certain group of people thousands of years ago, yeah, in a form of a religion. Those people are not the kind of people today. So we have to analyze the do's and don'ts, as you said, do it this way. They, it, the, the, the grain, the knowledge, the philosophy has been lost in time, which is what we're studying now. That's why they don't actually know why you should be doing it, only because it's written someone has said it but spiritual development is about thinking understanding not accepting things blindly if accepting things blindly helps you develop yourself spiritually then it's fine but it doesn't this is the problem we're not, not we're not saying it's bad or wrong it's some people will still benefit from it but if you want to develop spiritually properly then you need to make it your own. It has to be your own understanding. Why am I doing this? How is it going to help me? Will it take me to my goal? 
See, it's like you want to go from wherever you are to Piccadilly Circus. You ask somebody, how do I get there? They say, take bus number 21. You're not just going to jump on that bus 21. You're going to check, is this bus going to take me there? You might look on the timetable. Does it stop there? Now you're thinking, you're analyzing, and then you're going to, if it, if it is, then you jump on it. If not, you're going to take the right bus that's going to go there because you need to get to your destination. Yeah. So you can't just follow anyone's instructions without thinking. You may look on Google and check, does bus 21 take me there? Now you're understanding, you're following your own wisdom. Same thing with anything spiritual. It has to make sense to you. Even what we're studying here, you have to question and make sure it makes sense to you. Only then you develop, otherwise you, you know, you're, you, you're not um, developing yourself properly. You're not, you know, making use of it. Any questions? Hmm? Yeah. Please. So generally they say uh, we all have an ego and is it, how do we know if it's the ego that's manifested with regards to questioning or whether it is actually our reasoning to understand it better because sometimes it's such a fine line isn't it when you question everything it can so it can it can overwhelm in a sense to think actually you know what is it my ego that's see <coughs> anybody want to answer that does that make sense that question though when, when you, I think if I understand correctly, when you're asking somebody, how do you know it's not your ego? Um, is that what you're saying? Well, whenever you question, because yeah. on the thing we just covered, don't take yeah. anything for granted, don't just believe it, yeah. question everything, you know, yeah. uh, do not believe in authority or teachers or elders. Yeah. Uh, because this thing about careful observation and analysis, yeah. Can, can lead to development, yes, but it can also develop an ego to think, well, I analyze this and yeah, this isn't right. So then, it's, it, yeah. yeah. Nikisha. Yeah. Uh, I think it sounds like humbleness. You're muffled. Uh, I think it comes with humbleness and then listening to what the person is saying and then making your decisions from there and actually listening rather than going on and on and thinking that you're correct. I, th I think you know when your ego is coming out, you know, with the questions, if you're not listening to what the answers you're being given or taking the information from there, that makes, that makes the difference, I think, maybe. Anybody else? Dashma. So what I was going to say is, when you've got the ego, don't you assume that the ego already knows everything? So when you're asking questions, that's not really the ego present because you're trying to understand and ask questions to 
obviously develop and improve on your knowledge. Could that be a possibility? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. See, if you, um, when you, you, you have to understand that knowledge um, and humility go hand in hand. Yeah, when you gain knowledge, it should develop humility within you. Humbleness. I've been fortunate to come across this knowledge, it's helping me. Now, if you um, suddenly have an ego saying, oh, I know this, Nobody, uh, people, other people don't know it, you know your ego is manifesting and you should be aware of it. Knowledge and humility go hand in hand. The minute the ego manifests, you're not using the knowledge. Yeah. And only an individual person can be aware of their ego. It'll come up, but you need to be aware that the ego's come up and then you need to reduce it. But she's talking about the later part. Once she's received the knowledge and she's thinking about it and she's absorbed it and she feels that I know this now, then the ego comes up, correct? Yeah. So that's when you have to be so careful. Why am I using this? What am I using this knowledge for? Is my own spiritual development. Knowledge and humility go hand in hand. There's no room for an ego. That's a way of analyzing it. Anita, so you understand what she's saying now? You have the knowledge, you say, I know. Yeah. When you do that, that means the knowledge isn't working. That's why I keep saying, I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> Good. That means you're learning. But when the mic, when the, when this class is over, yeah, you must keep that going. I don't know. <laughs> they don't like that answer they after. <laughs> What's for dinner? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. So what are you making? I usually say, I'm not sure. I say, oh, it's a concoction. She's putting anything together. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. Any questions, other questions on that? There's no room for ego in spiritual development. Remember that. Okay. So must spiritual knowledge be taken in regulated doses. If not, the knowledge passes through you without producing the desired effect. You could be well versed in spiritual literature and not turn spiritual. All the sacred information that you gather may not bring about a transformation in your personality. Spiritual books read or disc discourses heard could make you a scholar at best. You may even author spiritual books, give religious discourses, and yet remain far from being spiritual Spiritual growth is measured by the stability of mind. An unstable mind perturbed in the fluctuations of the external world lacks the elements of spirituality. Such a mind is like milk, watery and easily flowing, whereas a stable mind resembles yogurt, thick and does not run. The process of preparing yogurt out of milk is strikingly similar to make a person spiritual. 
So it's saying you have to take in this knowledge in small portions, otherwise it will not have the desired effect. The quantity of knowledge a person has acquired is not a measure of his or her spiritual development. Does that make sense? Is that clear? You need to take small portions of this knowledge. And the more knowledge you have doesn't make you more spiritual. A person can have a lot of knowledge and not be spiritual. He can give discourses like me, write books, but not be a spiritually developed. Spiritual development is based on the stability of a person's mind. That's the judge of spiritual development. If you are affected in the world all the time, then your mind is like milk, watery, easy flowing. Stable mind is like yogurt, it is thick. Meaning whatever happens to the person in the world is able to deal with it without being too affected. You know when you have thick yogurt, it doesn't move about. Your mind has to be like that. Things happen to you, it doesn't affect you that much. It doesn't matter what it is. If you, everything affects you, then your mind is like milk, runny and watery, you can go anywhere. You need to get your mind like yogurt. And you have to take small dosage and work on it. So the next paragraph, which all the ladies will know, they will see how to, how, how to make yogurt, yeah? There's a parallel to this in learning, studying the sub, in, in studying, taking in this knowledge. There's a parallel to it, yeah? So this is for all the gents, yeah, who doesn't know how to make yogurt. It has been an age-old tradition among the Indians to make yogurt in their homes. To prepare yogurt, milk is first heated to boiling point and left to cool to lukewarm temperature. A small portion of yogurt left over for the purpose is then mixed with the milk. The mixture is left overnight. By the next morning, the thin running milk is converted into thick formed yogurt. In a similar process, a seeker initially goes through the challenges of life. Later, he chooses a relatively peaceful place for spiritual practice. Not the heat of the marketplace, nor the cool heights of the mountain. Mm. That is indicated by bringing the milk to lukewarm temperature. The little yogurt of yesterday represents a measured daily dose of the Danta knowledge left behind by the sages that is added and stirred. The spiritual truths taken in have to be reflected upon. The overnight period that the yogurt takes to set indicates that the seeker needs a length of time for the knowledge to seep in. Adopting, to, adopting this procedure, the individual emerges with a sound, stable mind. Stability of mind marks his spiritual evolution. Did everyone hear that? You see how it works? Bella, did you understand, Rajesh? How to make yogurt. Did you ever think that would be 
teach you how to become spiritually developed? <laughs> we don't make much yogurt these days, we just buy from the shops, that's why we're forgetting even that, you see. So as a spiritual seeker, we first go through the challenges of life. Studying, getting a job, marriage, kids, etc. Then we decide to get spiritual knowledge. So we must go to a quiet place, not study on the bus or train. Somewhere conducive where there is no distraction. That's why we say four to six, everyone is still sleeping. They'll think this person's mad waking up at four o'clock. But they stay in beds. But that is signified by bringing the milk from hot to a cool temperature. They boil the milk and you let it cool. Similarly, you leave it in the side to let it cool. Similarly, we must take in the knowledge in a quiet place. Then what do we do? We add a little yogurt from the past. So the yogurt stands for a little knowledge. Where did the yogurt come from? From the last batch. Similarly, the knowledge comes from the past. Great sages taking a small portion, like what we're studying today. That's a small portion. The little knowledge every day is added and mixed, meaning you must reflect and think about it in your study. It takes a little time for you to digest the knowledge and for change to happen to your personality. This is signified by leaving the yogurt overnight. So when you do this, you, de you develop your personality and change as a person. Your mind becomes more stable, like the yogurt, less agitated. The runny milk has now become solid yogurt. Before your mind is running around, add a bit of knowledge, reflect, leave it overnight, and your mind becomes a bit more solid. You're able to deal with more issues that come across your life. Does that make, is that, is that quite clear? The parallel. Any questions? There's, it's teaching us how to take in the knowledge and convert it to wisdom. And that's why this yogurt analogy is given. Does this make sense? So no? This is what you need to do. Make yogurt every morning. But not literally, with your mind. The milk is runny like, like the mind is runny like milk. We need to convert it into yogurt with this knowledge. Then it becomes more stable. This is what it's saying. Okay. Religious practitioners have not been following the prescribed procedures for spiritual development. They merely run through volumes of spiritual literature and they do so alongside the material and sensual indulgences. If no time nor put in any effort to think, contemplate upon the matter therein. Consequently, they do not assimilate, absorb the knowledge taken in. All the accumulated knowledge becomes a burden rather than a blessing. No more useful to them then gold on a mule's back is to the mule. So this is what's going on, you see? 
people do not get the right spiritual knowledge. The religious practitioners, they take this knowledge, but they don't follow this method of converting it to wisdom. They still indulge materially, essentially. They don't develop. They have the knowledge, but they're not reflecting on it to convert it to wisdom. They can answer any questions you have. But they're not living by it. There's no change in their personality. You might see someone who you know is a very angry person. He takes and but he may be a spiritual leader. He gets very angry all the time. No control over the mind. So he has the knowledge. He doesn't understand how to convert it to develop himself, to be have self-control. Similarly, he may have knowledge, but he still wants to travel the world and see this and see that and desires and all sorts. Because they haven't followed this method of reflecting and thinking. There's no change in their personality. It be the knowledge becomes a burden, useless to them, like gold on a mule's back. They have all the knowledge, but it doesn't help them in any way. It's like you have read five books on diet, healthy eating, exercise, vitamins, get fit books. You have so much knowledge on how to be fit. You advise all your friends, this is what you need to do. You need to do that, take this vitamins. You advise everyone on how to get healthy and fit because you have the knowledge. But you don't apply any of it yourself. You stay, you stay unfit and healthy. What good is the knowledge to you? Same thing. Does that make sense? Knowledge that is no good to you. You may be able to advise other people. It doesn't help you in any way. This is what they mean. It's as good as gold on a mule's back. Any questions? That's why we need to question everyone and not take anything for granted or you know, just because someone says it, because you don't know if you know that person knows what they're talking about. The ignorance of self-knowledge makes... Oh, Whereas with the proper intake of spiritual knowledge, you rise from a physical, sensual person to emotional, to intellectual, to spiritual. People the world over have been denied spiritual education. As a result, they are steeped in ignorance and preoccupied with accumulating material wealth and indulging in their senses, not realizing that the wealth and senses can provide only a false sense of peace and pleasure. As a person acquires spiritual knowledge, he rises from the physical to the emotional level. He is no more victimized by material and sensual demands. His physical pleasures are shadowed by the of the mind. Thus continuing to acquire more knowledge, 
develops intellectual clarity and awareness, which provides him satisfaction and solace, superior to joys of the mind or pleasures of the body. The accumulate, accumulation of knowledge reaches the seeker to the Supreme Self, the abode of absolute peace and bliss. The ultimate spiritual experience is like blazing sunlight before all other lights. So what does, that, what does this paragraph say? Because this is the crux of this uh, topic, really. What, what, what does this paragraph say? Anyone want to discuss? Let's discuss this paragraph. Ravi. Ravi. Um, reading that, it just basically, I mean, to be honest, it's similar to what we've been brought up. There's people that regurgitate the surface information but doesn't go into depth. Um, a lot of the stuff that we've, a lot of the knowledge or the surface level we're aware of, but we've never been able to delve into it more spiritually. You, you're sort of I mean, using the word, you're sort of just regurgitating text without any context. Okay. We just haven't been able to go beyond that surface level. So what would, should this knowledge do to you? How, does, how will it elevate you? Um, yet again, not being bioeffective or what goes around, you're questioning more, you're increasing the knowledge. Of, okay. of any sort of, you know, like uh, you know, preachers, pujaris or whatever, um, you're getting clarity, really. So you've seen okay. through it all. Anybody else? Yeah, it's also saying about um, letting go of materialistic things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Can you expand on that? Well, like, don't spend so much time on gaining material things, which we've done quite a lot of anyway. Yeah. In the previous chapters, but it's emphasizing it more. Okay. Anyone else? Magna. Um, I think it makes you realize that what you thought were your desires and the things that would have originally, what you thought makes you, would have made you happy. No longer find happiness in those things. Perfect. Yeah. As you gain the knowledge. Yeah. yeah. So as you gain the knowledge, it elevates you. Yeah. How does it elevate you, and where does it elevate you to? This is what this this particular paragraph is telling us. They're saying, first of all, people don't get the right spiritual knowledge, and they don't know the value of spiritual knowledge and how it helps one become happy and develop as a human being. So we, we don't understand that. The, the, the purpose of spiritual knowledge, what, what is the purpose of it? To help you develop as a human being and become more happy. Yeah? But because we don't get the knowledge, and due to our ignorance, we are preoccupied with amassing material wealth. Sensual indulgence. 
how do we take in sensual indulgence? Anita, how do we take in sensual indulgence? Taste, touch, smell. The five senses. The five senses, yeah. So we are preoccupied with that because we don't know about true spiritual knowledge. Because we're all looking for happiness. We're all looking for peace. So we look for it there in the catering to the five senses because we don't know, we don't have the spiritual knowledge to understand what it's there for. Bella, does that make sense? Very clear, it's very, it's, it's very important you understand this top, uh, paragraph. But because we don't have the knowledge, we indulge in the five senses. Why? Because we think it will give you the peace and happiness that you're looking for. We're all looking for that. So we're looking in the wrong place. You don't realize it doesn't give the true happiness. And it's not our fault. Why it's not our fault? Because we haven't tasted anything higher. So you think catering to the senses is what it's all about. This is life. New phone, new car, new restaurants, new foods, new music, new everything. We think this is, this is where our happiness is, by getting all these things. It's because of our own ignorance. It's not our fault. It's not our fault. We just don't understand. So with proper spiritual knowledge, you're able to analyze the world better. We're not saying enjoying the senses is wrong. Yeah, we've been given them for a reason, to enjoy the world. But we're not saying it's wrong. But if you understand the correct values in this world, and with the right knowledge, you're able to rise from that. And the reason we're saying rise from that is because there is greater pleasure and happiness to be gained from, than that. This is the reason. See, right now we're enjoying those five senses and we think this is it. But it isn't. This is what they're saying. With a bit of spiritual knowledge, you can increase that peace and happiness. And we all want more happiness, don't we? We all want more peace, don't we, Deepa? Yeah, so we can get that. This is what it's saying. So don't stick there. Don't just stay there. Because you will get neutralized to it. So physical, sensual pleasure, indulging in the five senses. This is the lowest. This is the lowest sense of peace and happiness you'll gain. You're only catering to your physical personality, your physical body. That's it. What's the next, next higher than that? You're taking a bit of knowledge and you understand there is a higher sense of happiness. What is that, by the way? What's the next one up? Anyone? Is yeah. it your mind? Your mind. Body is the grossest. Next is the mind. 
which is more subtle than the body. So the mind will give you more pleasure, greater amount of pleasure. Indulge in emotions. We're just analyzing. You want to do service, for example, feed the poor, orphanage, charity work. We're not saying it is wrong to do that. Yeah? We're just analyzing. The pleasure you get from that is superior to sensual pleasure. That's why we do it. Because it gives us more pleasure than buying things for ourselves. The mind gets catered to. Even reading a good book, you know, even grosser than that, reading a good book, watching a good movie, you know, you're catering to the mind as well. So doing these things gives you more pleasure than catering to your physical personality. How? Any ideas how? You go and feed the orphanage give to the poor, charity, how does it, how does it make you feel more happier? Thinking of others before yourself. Thinking of others before yourself, yeah, that's what the act, this is what you're doing, but are you doing it? You're right, mm -hmm. that's one aspect of it. Any other ideas, why does it give you more pleasure? Because it makes you good, feel good about yourself. Selfless action. Selfless action. We're not there yet. Unselfish action. Unselfish action. <laughs> yeah. But when you do these things, we're only analyzing here, yeah? Please, if you're doing these things, don't stop. Yeah? But we're just analyzing. It makes you feel good about yourself because it makes you feel superior to the people who are only catering to their senses. <laughs> it makes you feel yourself superior than the people who are not doing it. You know, I fed a thousand people. I sent enough money to feed a thousand people. Very good act. You belong to a charity that helps save the animals. You saved this many animals last year. Doing a wonderful job, yeah. But what it does, it feeds your ego. It doesn't necessarily make you spiritually develop. This is the point we're trying to make here. We're talking about spiritual development. How do we cater to our physical personality to make ourselves feel good? First is the five senses to the body. Second is the mind. We do these things to make ourselves feel good about ourselves. But it may not help you spiritually develop. With further knowledge, we rise to the intellectual indulgence, catering to the intellect, acquiring knowledge, reading about world finances, wanting to know about everything functioning in the world, mechanism of how country leaders are operating, intellectual study, 
This gives a higher pleasure than the senses for the body and emotions of the mind because intellect is more subtle than the other two. You see some people, all they do is read all day. They're not interested in going out, movies, nothing. They just want to read. Intellectual indulgence. They get more pleasure from that than going to the movies, listening to music, getting to the mind. We're only analyzing what happens. Once you get proper spiritual knowledge, you get a better understanding of life. It raises you beyond your body, mind and intellect. And beyond the world. See, the thing is, the other three enjoyments are all in the world. Your body, mind, intellect and the world. It's all to do with entanglement, attachment in the world. What are we trying to do? What are we trying to achieve? Anyone? Peace and happiness. Peace and happiness. We're all trying to get out of the world. So even though all those acts may be good, charity, it's all to do with the world. What we're saying is like you're doing all those things in the dream. When you wake up, they have no meaning. You may have fed, fed the whole country in the dream. When you wake up, it has no meaning. Ultimately, our goal is to get out of the world. Spiritual knowledge takes you beyond the world. It takes you to the experience of the Supreme Self. You see, even doing charity work, helping the poor, doing everything, all those unselfish actions you do, unless it's backed by knowledge of why you're doing it, it just becomes an unselfish action. It doesn't allow you to develop. Do you see the difference? Can you understand? Can, you, can everyone understand the difference? Okay, we're going to have a little more talk about that. When you understand that I need to reduce my desires. You may do karma, bhakti, jnana. You're, so you're doing unselfish action because the goal is to reduce your desires, not think of yourself, hence I'm going to help others. With that idea in the mind, you go and do charity work. It's helping you develop spiritually. You do it because you've got nothing else to do. Yeah? And it's going to boost your ego. So you can boast to people what you've done. That doesn't help you develop spiritually. You see the difference? And people who do that, who develop spiritually, don't talk about it. Because that's the ego talking. That's the difference. So we're not saying don't do those actions. Do it with an understanding of why you are doing those actions. Does everyone understand the difference? 
as if you understand the difference. Any questions? So, what it's saying, spiritual knowledge takes you beyond the world. It takes you to the definitive experience of the Supreme Self. This enjoyment is a thousand times more superior than anything you can experience in the world. Body, mind, or intellect. A thousand times more pleasurable. It's like blazing sunlight before all other lights. That's the amount of peace and happiness you would get if you get to that state. So why wouldn't you want to? But you have to understand, it's not only getting to that state, even the journey, you're already getting more peace and happiness than what you can get from the body, mind, and intellect. Even the journey. So if you understand that, then these sages, they go and live in the mountains in a cave. Why? Because they don't, what, they don't want peace and happiness? They've touched on that. Why would they want to come into the world, into the um, towns and cities and cater to their body, mind, intellect unnecessarily when they know that it doesn't bring them the happiness that it gives them when they're sitting in a cave on their own. We have to, we have to question why do they do that? Last paragraph. Ignorance. The ignorance of self-knowledge makes the life of a person rough and rugged. The trial and tribulation of the world produce worry and anxiety. He remains in a state of stress. But as he chooses to gain more and more knowledge, he frees himself gradually from mundane pre persecution. persecution. Thus, pursuing the self, he reaches the state of enlightenment. The entire experience is like rising up a balloon on the ground. On the ground, one feels the ruggedness of the surface. Rising even a little above the surface, the humps and bumps are gone. Gathering more height, even hills and valleys make no difference. At the highest point, everything is smooth and graceful. So does the enlightened feel absolute peace and bliss in the zenith of spirituality. They're saying when you don't have this knowledge, everything in the world agitates you. You suffer from worry and anxiety. Life is stressful. What will happen with this virus? Is the world going to end? Will I die? As you gain this right spiritual knowledge, you rise above these knocks and shocks of life. Less things start to bother you. And as the level of knowledge increases, so does the peace and happiness. It gives an example of a balloon. You know, as you rise up in a balloon, you're less affected by the ground, how bumpy it is or anything. 
you're going smoothly. As you go higher, even mountains, you go over mountains and valleys and everything, nothing affects you. Same thing happens with knowledge. As you take in a bit of knowledge, you're less affected by the knocks and shocks of life. And this is what happens. And it's because the knocks and shocks of life agitate your mind, that's why you're affected. So when you rise above it, your mind isn't agitated anymore. See, everything you do is because, to, because of agitation of the mind. I want this. Mind is agitated until you get it. All you're doing is bringing it to a state of no agitations. This is all we're doing. Any questions? Any questions from anyone? It's quite deep. You have to really think about it. It goes against the grain of everything that we're doing. That's why you need to think of it and make sure it makes sense to you. Any questions before we end the class? Yeah, Deepa. Sorry, I was just saying we've got one more paragraph to go. That reflects to the next... next okay. Yeah, that reflects to the next topic. And it's like a pre-introductory to the next topic. That's why I've left it. Ravi, any questions? So now we understand why, how this knowledge helps us. How do we convert it into wisdom? How do we make it part of our lives? And how we live by it? And you know the result of that, more peace and happiness, less agitations. Phil, does it answer your question you asked? Today. So everyone's very quiet today. Is everyone contemplating or reflecting on it or what? <laughs> uh, yeah. Or everyone's waiting for lunch? It, no, it's a lot to take in. It is. It is. Yeah. See, you see the paragraph when you just read it, it doesn't, the gravity of the whole paragraph. You don't absorb, you don't understand it. it has to, we have to discuss it. But, you know, what we've studied today, if you just follow that, your life will change. Just follow that formula. It's an understanding of why. Very important you understand why. Great. Well, look. My suggestion is think about what we've discussed today. And if anybody, uh, you can, we can discuss it more on Wednesday in group discussion, okay, for more clarification. And, you know, that's more interactive on Wednesday nights. So we can always uh, talk more about it. Does that sound like a plan? Yeah. Good. Great. Okay. Enjoy the rest of your... 
Sunday. Today is Sunday, isn't it? Yes, enjoy the day in this lockdown. The day I need to shave, that's what I remember. <laughs> okay, guys, have a good day. Bye. Thank you. Bye.